Hey, well, welcome back once again to episode eight of Walking Points. And we are again excited that you've decided to join us. And we have really enjoyed doing this, Dale. I don't know about you, but I've had a good time doing this. Uh, this has been great. I just has far exceeded what I thought it would start, what it would be when we started. I mean, it really has turned into something that I've really enjoyed and other folks have given us good feedback on so far. So actually, there are people listening, which is good, and we are thankful for that. We're up to five now. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> including us. That's right. So, um, no, it's been really uh, a good thing to uh, discuss. And basically, these uh, podcasts are Dale and I conversing about um, a lot of the things that... Um, God has prompted and um, given in terms of wisdom to Dale over the years, and we really discussed that, and uh, we're excited about um, all the great things that he's uncovering for us, and um, so we look forward to uh, continuing this, and you can, of course, find more information and listen to previous podcasts at daletedder.com. You see that right on the website, probably where you are currently. Yeah, and we're also looking for a way to uh, have this downloaded, or whatever the right way to say that is whatever so that those folks, kids are saying whatever those <laughs> those young kids are saying out there <laughs> but something where you could you know download it and listen to it later right. so you wouldn't have to be online on the uh, line as they say that's right and um so we're looking on forward the web to, uh, the webs we uh we'll get that um situated so that you can download it and listen to it while you're uh, walking working out or share with a friend etc so, Dale, last week, uh, we, we've talked about this for a few weeks now, uh, and we are very excited to continue to yes. announce the, uh, the book, which has Woo! been finally That's released, right. and that is Foundations for Godly Manhood by Dale Tedder, our by very own Dale Tedder. Dale Tedder. Does that yes. sound kind of funny? It, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's... Um, and by funny, I mean, I'm not saying that sounds funny. Oh, uh, it's this, funny in a lot of ways, yeah. but it's... Um, no, it's finally like officially right. available now. You can go um, to my again. My website has it there, or you could go to lulu.com, l-u-l-u.com, who is the publishing house that uh, provided me the opportunity to do this. And um, but it's it's ready. I'm excited about it. It's I mean it's really exciting. I had no idea that um, I would ever be able to do this, and uh, always wanted to. Right. And, um, you know, so I really, it's a real proof for the existence of God and for his grace. I can tell you that right now. Well, um, we are very excited and we're proud of you um, having uh, accomplished that. It's no easy task to write a book and to consolidate things and have clear thoughts. And I'm um, really looking forward to a lot of the things that uh, you have experienced over the years, being able to share that uh, with folks in our community here in uh, South Jacksonville and at Southside Methodist, but beyond. Sure, and, um, right. I think Me that's too. great. I'm excited. Well, um, one of the things that we sort of, sort of started getting into last week was um, we started talking about the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes in particular. And um, I thought maybe we could spend just a minute to remind ourselves of, uh, of where we were and um, the, the Beatitudes are the first, really, 12 verses. I mean, the, a couple of them are just information about where Jesus was sitting and all that sort of thing. But as far as the, you know, the meat of the Beatitudes, it begins with verse 3 and goes through. And 
one of the things we mentioned last week, and, and by the way, this, this will be on the podcast page as well, uh, the scripture's there. I really encourage folks to read along as they, as they listen to us. But that this sort of has to be grounded in the gospel. Um, I was and, thinking— and Talk a little bit more about that. And, we, and you've mentioned that, which helped me understand more. Um, right. This is not a—it's um, a message for everyone, right. but it is— uh, Jesus is talking to those who are uh, listening to him mm-hmm. uh, and uh, are and beginning to understand who he really is. Yeah. It's for those believers, right? right. So I th- yeah, that's right. I think something that I heard, gosh, 25 years ago maybe now, 24 years ago, and I I've, you kind of hear things repeated, which is good because I need to hear things over and over again for it right. to finally sink in. But I think folks can approach Scripture, and especially something like this, and look at these uh, chapters five, six, and seven, and perhaps the Beatitudes in particular, but certainly any any of those uh, verses from five, six, and seven, almost like platitudes for living, mm-hmm. um, almost you know detached from the big idea that Jesus is bringing, and that is the kingdom of God, right. which we talked about, and the kingdom, you know, it's. He says in Matthew 4, right before he gets into this, you know, he started preaching and teaching on the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the gracious reign of God in our lives. And so this is part of what it means to live under, I guess you could say, the kingship of God. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the character I will reflect. Uh, this is the way I will think. Uh, this is the way I will live. Uh, this is the way I will love other people. Um, this is the way I will glorify God. You can't, well, I don't think you, maybe somebody can try, but I don't think you can with any kind of um, uh, effect, uh, positive effect, just kind of yank those out of context. Right. And Because they don't make sense out of context. They're all related to who Jesus is, and they're all related to his kingdom. So trying to pull them out of thin air and um, make them fit, you know, kind of power of positive thinking sort of thing. That's just not going to work. So it's best understood in the context of a relationship with God who, if you're in the relationship, these are the kind of things that happen out of that. That's right. Yeah, and that's, that, that's a great way of thinking about it is, well, last week you mentioned it's a, it's a paradigm shift. It's a way of uh, viewing the world, so it's worldview thinking. But it's also, I mean, vitally connected to relationship. Because, you know, we are, in fact, I mean, when we get to Matthew 6, Jesus will be saying, you know, when you pray, pray saying, our Father. I mean, so it's a very relational right. thing. And that's so Jesus, point. I mean, Jesus has established that early. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's, and that's really, that's Genesis through Revelation. But um, it'll also be, I think, obvious once we kind of unfold everything, uh, whether it takes us another 16 years to figure, you know, finish the study on Thursday mornings here, but um, I think it's important. So I, I, I thought that maybe we could just say at the beginning that the Beatitudes, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, are they, they grow out of new birth in Christ. Um, it's, not an abil- it's not an issue of, um, maybe a better way of putting it is, person's not going to have a desire or ability unless they are a new creature in Christ to pursue these things. Otherwise, 
um, like we mentioned last week, you're going to just feel like a failure. You know, oh, I'm a loser. I can't do this kind of stuff. It's too hard. Um, and, and God doesn't want that for us. He doesn't want us to. He doesn't want us to have hopeless despair. He just wants us to see this as, well, that's right. You can't. But my son Christ, my son Jesus, did, and does, and his life can live in you. You know, you love quoting Galatians two twenty um, about that life of Christ. That you know, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I live, you know, I live by faith in the Son of God who what, loved me and gave himself for me. Right. And so, I mean, he, he's living his life through us, right. through his Holy Spirit. I've heard it. Um, it's funny. Uh, this little analogy, someone, a friend of mine shared it with me uh, years ago, of a light bulb. That's mm. A light bulb sitting by itself is a light bulb, right? right? But it's truly a light bulb when it's plugged in and connected to the energy and you Oh my gosh, that's illuminated awesome. And, yeah. uh, and then, oh, well, now that's a light bulb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is really talking about identity right? and what this new identity looks like, yeah. having God live out within us. Now, that's awesome. I um, Dallas Willard, um, I guess he passed away a couple years ago, but he, gosh, he, he was a, a profound writer. They'll be reading Dallas Willard books, you know, 250 years from now, unless Christ returns. But he... Uh, he talked about the kingdom of God similar to that. He talks about this this electricity that's coursing through, but it's you don't have access until you're sort of plugged in. That's probably a very bad paraphrase of what he was trying to teach, right. but that's the same sort of idea that um, the kingdom of God is all around us um, because it's the rule and reign of God, but we have to get connected or as you know, screw in the light bulb so that we to access the power. So we can, you know, so we can shine and work as we're supposed to. So I, I like that. So you mentioned this word <clears throat> beatitudes. Yeah. So what is that all about? Um, beatitudes is. Have you ever seen uh, a Bible translation? There were it used to be in the. Uh, gosh, when was it? maybe the Living Bible translation back right. in the seventies, oh, yeah. uh, and then others have written books on it, and they they call them the Be Happy Attitudes. You familiar with that? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to try not to smirk too much at that because I understand what they're trying to say because the word um, from which we get, you know, beatitude or beatific can mean blessing or can mean happy, right. rather. In fact, I think the actual Greek does mean happy, but when you, can, you know, uh, involve the context of it, it means much more than that. I mean, much more. And, um, I th- and so... That's why Jesus begins, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, or blessed are those who mourn. And so Beatitudes are, um, it's Jesus establishing the character of his people, what we are to look like, and he says, blessed are they, which we'll talk about in just a minute. And then there's, um, I don't know the best way to put this, there's reward attached to it, or there's a good thing that will happen because of it. You know, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So there's that idea of blessed. Now, it, it can't mean happy. Because just try to imagine that scenario. Happy are those who mourn. I mean, that, that just doesn't even sound like it makes sense. And so uh, I was reading John Stott, who I mentioned last week, that I was just shamelessly plagiarizing throughout all this. And he was saying the idea that Jesus is communicating here about blessed, it's God's assessment of you. It's, it's sort of a, it's an objective assessment of God. 
how does he put this? He said, uh, it's more of an objective quality of what God says about you than a subjective quality of how you feel about it. Wow. And That's I, good. I, that really, I, that really was helpful for me because when you read the word blessed or blessed before each one of these, um, you know, our world, and maybe we could even just camp out here for a while, our world does not look at this and they wouldn't put blessed next to someone who is persecuted. Right. You know, I mean, Christians wouldn't do that. Or blessed are those, you know, who are meek or all these things because, you know, we'll talk about it in just a minute. I don't know that we think about the word blessed the way Scripture uses the word blessed, or at least not all the time. Well, I think I think of the Twitterverse and hashtag blessed mm-hmm. is not necessarily what we're talking about here. Right. It's been overused. And what do you think they mean when they say it? I mean, it, this was one of the questions that we had in our study group, I guess, last week. Mm-hmm. But when you, I realize this is a generalization, but when you hear people often use the word blessed, what do you think is going through their minds? Well, I, I think pop culture equates that with everything is good, uh, at more of the I'm happy, and it's more momentary. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, it happens to be good right now. Right. It seems to be sort of the subtle uh, message. Yeah, I think so too. I think that, and it's often tied in with prosperity. Right. Now, I don't necessarily mean health and wealth kind of stuff. I mean, that too. I've heard plenty of that. But just the idea that things are going well. Or it can be used as uh, like religious wishful thinking. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, I hope I'll be blessed. And blessed never means anything it doesn't mean you're mourning for sin. Well, you wouldn't see hashtag blessed, hashtag persecuted. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, those don't usually go together. Yeah. Um, there may be a disconnect. That's a great bumper sticker, though. I think we ought to try to see if we can run with that. <laughs> That'll be on sale at daletetter.com. Um, so I think when we think about blessed, you know, I, I probably should say this. Um, it's not illegitimate for us to think when you know, things are going well, that the Lord's hand of blessing is in your life. Absolutely. I, I, I don't want to say that. I would not want anyone to hear me say that, because that's not what I'm saying. I do think, however, we tend to associate blessing only with that. And so I like Stott's idea of, no, it's God's objective assessment of, here's who you are, because you're seeking to be obedient to me in your life. You're you know, you're mourning for sin. You are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. You're seeking to be a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, you are blessed. Um, therefore, I'm pleased with you. And I think that's a good way to look at it as opposed to, you know, I got a windfall at work. I got a raise. Um, I'm blessed. Well, yeah, you know, and, and one way of thinking about that, but that shouldn't be the only way we think about it. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think... Like many words, which are so rich in meaning that really can help us, we have maybe just sort of um, bought into the pop yeah. shallowness of the word. It's not bad, right? but there's so much more. Well, I mean, and that's just true of the Bible in general, isn't it? I mean, think back to your seminary days, and you, know, you can get a word like the word love. Yeah. yeah, well, we have an English version, you know, love. Right. But how many different words in Greek show up for that, and none of them mean the exact same thing, and it's almost with each passing one, there's a richer uh, interpretation and understanding or definition of what that particular understanding of love means, and I think blessing's probably the same thing. Yeah, that's a good thought, yeah. Um, 
So Jesus begins each one with, you know, uh, with this, this blessing. He gives a little description at the end of what the blessing is going to look like. You know, yours is the kingdom of heaven. Um, you will be comforted, uh, things like that. So I thought we could maybe dive in. And uh, if folks are listening to this on the website, then you know you can look at the uh, the website page because I put the scripture on there, and we'll just you know we've got a few minutes here, maybe start trying to tackle one if at a time. If you're driving currently, maybe not so much. <laughs> That's right. Just trust us to read it correctly. But the uh, the um, it begins with Matthew five, and I'll just read the first verse, and we'll just kind of move on, or the first two or three verses it says. Now when he, that is Jesus, saw the crowds, he went up to the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And one of the things that, gosh, you know, we had a good conversation on our Monday night uh, men's group about this, was how each beatitude builds on the next or each following one is built on the one that precedes it, um, which you know we'll talk about. But the, it starts off, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And you know, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but as he says poor in spirit, what does that register with you? What, what kind of things do you think of when, when Jesus says that we're to be poor in spirit here? Well, uh, initially, I guess it just... It, it just uh runs dead into this like wait a second a poor in spirit doesn't sound too good um does that mean i'm without and culturally i'm thinking without is bad right right and so you start to maybe have some negative connotation but as you maybe just pause for a moment Mm -hmm. um i begin to think of um humility yeah and and need and desire for what god has versus what i try to make myself (laughs) what we try to bring to the table right no i think that's right i um, I mean, it's, it's literally a, a spiritual bankruptcy, an acknowledgement of a spiritual poverty. And um, I think we've even said this since we've been doing the podcast together, but there's that hymn, and it says, you know, nothing in my hand I bring, but only to the cross of Christ I cling. It's that idea that I'm bringing nothing to this equation, you know, nothing to this relationship uh, that God needs, per se. You know, I, I can't pull out my spiritual resume and say, hey, Lord, <laughs> you're pretty lucky to have me on your team. I mean, I, there's some of these other people I'm not so sure about, but me, yeah. you know, congratulations, you yeah. know, you picked a winner. Right. Um, and so we can't do that sort of thing. And I mean, that's the very first thing he says. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who acknowledge their spiritual poverty. They're, I mean, bankruptcy. I mean, that's literally what the word means. Right. And, and, and then theirs is the kingdom. Uh, the kingdom of heaven, and I think the power behind that is that um, you know, we talked about kingdom being God's rule, God's reign, His gracious rule and reign in our lives, and no one is going to submit to that. Why? Well, because I'm king. Right. I'm the only monarch I need. I'm my authority. I, you know, it's uh, it's Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, did God really say that? Well, no, I'm going to be like God. I'm going to do my own thing here. And if I can't recognize my spiritual poverty before God, I'm never going to recognize him as king who has the right to exercise authority in my life. And, uh, and it becomes a very self-centered, 
uh, autonomous life where you know I'm, I'm my own law and I'm trying to live the way I want to, not what God tells me is best for me and because, he, because he's the king. And it's funny, we may never say that, but probably right. our lives would reflect that or you would see behavior that sort of says that's yeah. what's going on with us, if we're honest. Yeah, I think so. I mean, don't you find that, you know, in a Bible study or Sunday school class or even a book, conversations never quite go the way they're presented but it really does express the underlying, this is really what someone's thinking. They would never say that. You're right. They would right. never utter the words, hey, I'm in charge, God. Yeah. But the desire, you were talking about the cultural currents earlier. And, um, you know, there aren't many people that want to submit to another person. I mean, you know, there are bumper stickers with question authority. You know, um, those organizations, institutions that have always been respected um, and have been known to uh, impart authority, whether we're talking about law enforcement or the church or school systems or, gosh, anything, they are like the least popular things around now because no one wants to have to submit to another authority. And so right at the beginning, all that is tied up with what Jesus says when he says, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. And like you said, there's a humility there that has to be in place, and that's going to be true for all of them because you can't be proud and be spiritually broke. It's as if he's saying, like, okay, for you to understand what I'm about to say, right. I want you to know this, right. <laughs> that this is your condition. This is, yeah. this is your state. And um, as soon as we press into that, a lot of these other things start to make sense. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, if you don't get this... You're not getting anything else that follows this. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is, because the rest of it is going to be building on that. And that's a good so point. we can kind of tackle that next week, maybe. Yeah. Well, there is a lot that God, uh, even in these few words and sentences, has to share. And that's an example of a good father that we have that has so much for us and desires this um, ever ongoing, growing relationship uh, with us as daughters and sons. Uh, that we can know through Jesus. So um, this is going to be exciting, of course, and I think rich because there's things that God will do as people listen to this podcast, read scripture, and they have their own aha moments of like, wow, I really do need you, God. Absolutely. And uh, that's the point of all this is that we want everyone listening or reading scripture to have those moments when they know that it's a personal relationship that they're um, offered in Jesus. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us this week. We're going to continue to press into uh, the Sermon on the Mount and more of the Beatitudes. And uh, there is some great stuff to follow that is both rich, challenging, um, affirming, uh, faith building. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Dale. And me too. Thanks, Ian. All right. Have a great week. You too.